0: Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline. This is Gun for Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners with your hosts, Sandy Barardi and Master Firearms Trainer Anthony Calandra. I from
1: the land that freedom
2: forgot the system. Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So, um, special guest again, our chief tactical instructor, Bob Prouse, is in the house at Brimes. That's so nice. And I can pronounce his last name. What's up, Bobby? How you doing? He's back again. He's going to share this phenomenal story with you after I go over some housekeeping stuff. So, the midget of Silicon Valley, (laughs) Jeff Zuckerberg... (laughs) Has banned me again from Instagram for three <laughs> days, as we say in New Jersey. Three days. Yeah, they don't give a reason other than saying that uh, I paid might have paid a service to get more clicks and likes, which is interesting because I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. And uh, I built my I page response, up because of content and oh. engagement and hashtags, basically. Right. That was the response. Have they
1: seen all your social media posts?
2: Yeah, but somebody told me because I. Respond and follow followers so fast that I appear to be a bot, and that could be a red flag.
1: Well, I mean, to us, you appear to be a I bot. I am. Also. And the, and the <laughs> other thing
2: is, I could be getting reported by anti gun. Pukes, yeah, and I could be, get re- be getting reported by so-called competition you that would love. like to see my my all my social media platforms go down. There you know, a lot of people on this, so thing, you right? can find Gun for Hire and Ants Rants on uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. You should follow me across all the platforms because I believe one by one I'll be getting knocked off of each one eventually. Uh, Instagram just started banning people who post gun photos at ranges and shooting guns in a safe. Uh, manner, not like, I, I'm sure if you're a gangster and He's you fine. pose with a yeah. stack of money on the bed yeah. and a Glock in yeah, your hand, right? that, that photo will be fine, but a dad teaching his 16-year-old daughter how to shoot in a controlled, safe environment, you know, well, that's triggering. It, right? Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to dress up as a gangbanger then. Yeah, do that. I'll fit you right in. You look good as a gangbanger. I'll fit right in. Yeah. So... uh Bobby's got this great story to share. I'm going to talk about a lot of other uh, political stuff that's going on, but this was too important not to share. For anybody out there that walks a dog out on the street uh, and you own a dog or your friends have a dog, this is going to be a great Story and learning experience to share. It's not only about guns. We always talk about situational awareness. We walk about, talk about going through life in condition yellow. You know that heightened state of awareness all the time. Like when I see people walking down the street with headphones on, singing to themselves or talking. I'm like, oh my god, that's such a chump yeah. move right there. Right. That's condition white, aka head and ass disease. So Bobby, take it from the top. Uh, I'm going to go back to my uh, opium pipe while uh, Sandy is doing something on that board with all those switches. And uh, tell us what happened with you and your pup. All
3: right, well, so we always feel that, you know, threats are going to be two-legged, right? We always look for that to be attacked or robbed, and we tell everybody, you know, keep your head on a swivel. Well, threats come from all different places, right? So in in my case the other day, it was a four-legged threat. So Friday 13th, I was walking my dog. I walk him, you know, like anybody else, two, three times a day. Uh, My property's actually backed up to a pretty big wooded area, a reservoir property. So I take him down, let him run around the woods a little bit, do his thing, and then we come back up to my house. Uh, On the way back up, I got new neighbors that moved in from me. They're actually catty-cornered if you're looking at it from my front porch. And they have a long driveway. It's about 50 yards, I'd say to where their house is. So I'm walking my dog up. Now, I have an American Bulldog, Loki. He's Last time we weighed him at the vet, he was like 102 pounds. He's a big guy. He's 14 months, though. He's a puppy. He has that puppy mentality still. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Big goof, you know. Uh, I I got him for a protection dog for my family, so I've worked him for protection work. Uh, But he's also very social, which was important to me. He needs to be social also. So walking him up... uh, you know, like we talk about being in condition yellow, and I'm always in condition yellow. But I was watching him because he's a goof, and he was trying to grab his leash, and I was laughing, and we were messing around. And all of a sudden, I kind of hear, you know, how you hear, like a dog's nails scratching on the ground when they're running. Mm. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And I, as I turned and I looked towards his driveway, my new neighbors, I see this pit bull, pretty big pit bull, charging down the driveway at us, and immediately i'm thinking this is not going to end well so i didn't want to overreact because i didn't know the dog and maybe the dog would be friendly you know what i'm saying so i didn't want to start to overreact to freak the dog out but it, it within a second's time the dog was on us and i should have realized when i think about it in retrospect the dog's tail wasn't wagging it was like straight up in the air and usually when you see a dog's tail that pointing straight in the air that's kind of an indicator that they're going to they're agitated and uh he lit right into my dog immediately wow like right off the bat so i was kind of as crazy as it sounds i was kind of happy though my dog at least took the fight back to him you know he didn't uh cower or anything uh but i i I realized pretty quickly that i was kind of holding my dog back i had him by the leash and he was getting bit and attacked, because he really wasn't able to maneuver the way he should have been able to. You know, and later on when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that's like your friend bear-hugging you when somebody's ready to punch you right, in the face, right? right? And you get crushed right. in the face. So, luckily, I was able to slip the whole leash and collar right off of him, and I, I figured, well, he's either going to run, which is okay, if he runs, that's good, or he's going to at least be able to defend himself so he doesn't get hurt. So, and he did, He start, he started to defend himself, and I mean, it was like a mad minute these dogs were going at it within I would say the first fifteen to twenty seconds. there was blood on me, blood on my dog, blood on the the dog that was attacking us oh my God. uh and if you have ever seen dogs fight it's it's violent yeah, Very it violent. It, it, rem-
2: it always reminds me of the looney Tunes cartoon like like the tasmanian yeah, 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 yeah. devil yeah, where the, you know what I mean the dogs are just the jumping, and and, and, jumping and on, and, yeah. and you know yep. jerking and and <clears throat> gyrating and yeah, crazy yeah. Right?
3: you're you're we were in about a hundred different directions spinning around, all kinds of stuff going on, and uh, I I have a gun on me. I I have concealed carry print. I'm retired law enforcement. I had a Glock 43 extra mag. I always you know, it never. I'm never without it. It's always on me when I leave the house, when I walk the dog. We have bears and everything up by us. Uh, so as to backtrack even when the dog was coming up the driveway i said okay i I, i'm armed i you know and i've been in those situations before not a proud moment but when i was working there was occasions where we would get attacked by dogs and unfortunately although i believe they do get a bad rap most of the time they were pits and there were times where i had to put the dog down sure and uh so i was kind of used to that but this was this happened so so fast
2: with no warning. It wasn't like you were breaching a door and you were prepared no, and yeah, ready. ready there might be doors that, you and have Intel dogs on it. yeah exactly this just this, this was is just like, like me walking up blue. behind you punching you in the back of the head 100%, right? You know, you yeah. had no
3: no idea, not even ready for this at all. Damn. which is a great learning experience when I thought That's about it. That's why we right have on. them here. You know, so <laughs> these dogs are fighting and they're still going at it and I was like, "All right, I got to try to disengage these dogs." So, I run up and I kick the attacking dog basically as hard as I can just to try to get these dogs apart. Well, with that, guess where the dog's attention goes? Now he wants (laughs) you. (laughs) So the good thing is my dog, Loki, was like, "Ah, I'm not having any part of that. You're not getting my guy. So he kept putting himself in between us, and then he would fight him off me. And three occasions I had to strike the dog, the three occasions I struck the dog, all three occasions he would turn to try to get me. And my dog was right there. It wouldn't let it happen. So, it got into such a frenzy that I said, you know what, I'm getting to the point now where I have no other choice. And now, you know, the the my mindset's saying, I'm going to have to shoot this dog. There's not, I mean, because it was getting pretty bad. Like I said, both dogs were bleeding. I didn't know how bad it was. Um, so, now I'm thinking about, okay, what's my backstop, right? We think about, we carry the gun, it's the end or be or We'll be able to do something. Well, guess what? In this situation, the way the dogs were spinning, my dogs on top, my dogs on bottom, my dogs on top my neighbors came out uh... my next-door neighbor and his son were in their front yard now this is all happening and i could tell you the physical effects that we talked about in the past on the body tunnel vision, auditory exclusion big time i was in it right all i could really see are the dogs at this point the dog's owner shows up also She, she wants to get control of her dog And now I'm saying, guess what? I can't shoot this dog because I I don't have a clear backstop. There's people, there's neighbors, there's houses. I don't want to hit my dog in the meantime. So I'm kind of pushing this fight into my driveway. That's how close I was to my house. I was literally in my driveway. So I get him just about to my front door, and my wife hears the commotion. She opens the door, and that gives my dog an avenue of escape. He runs in because that's his safe spot. Smart. What does the pit that's attacking do? Tries to run through my front door. Oh my god! My wife slams the door and shuts him out. But now she realizes, oh wait a minute, I'm still outside with the dog on the porch. She locked you out. Yeah, but she has Loki, so it's (laughs) okay. So maybe that was (laughs) sorry, Bob. Maybe that was the plan, you know? So she opens the door again. What does the dog try to do? Tries to run into the house a second time. So she's able to shut the door on its head a little bit get it out of the way and now I'm backed into the corner of my porch now I draw my gun Of course now I'm like well it's just me and the dog now. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. he doesn't have a dog to fight he might want me now so I'm telling the owner please grab your dog I don't want to shoot the dog and I didn't I really didn't want to have to do that and uh, she, she says oh can I can I have your leash she didn't even have a leash so I threw her my leash she was able to wrap it around the dog and walk him away but once it was over, I mean it probably lasted two and a half minutes it seemed like it was two and a half hours right that's how things go with time but there were there was blood all over the place there was blood on my front door you
2: didn't know if you were I bit. didn't know if I was bit adrenaline right? pump you don't so, know so
3: we always teach that right if you get in a confrontation and you're shooting, especially if you're with your loved ones. Do a body check on them. Get your hands up under the shirt. Run your fingers up and down. Make sure there's no blood come from anywhere because people actually get shot, and they have no idea. They have no idea. No idea, right? Yeah. With adrenaline, yeah. They don't know. So same thing with me. I wasn't sure if I was bit or not because we were flopping around. Everybody was spinning around. Uh, I saw that I wasn't, and she was able to get the dog and get control. And listen, she was very, very apologetic, very nice people. I met her and her fiancé. They, they were getting married. In the course, then the very next day, actually, in the course of things, she made a simple mistake and left the kitchen door open, the back door open, and the dog got out. Now, I come to find out that this dog was a rescue from Puerto Rico, which was used as a bait dog. Uh. Anybody who doesn't know what a bait dog is, right? They were throwing that dog in, and it was fighting constantly. And you could tell this dog was a fighter. He, you have to understand something: when dogs start fighting, they're not fighting just to beat somebody up and get them on their way. They're fighting to kill. That, 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 that's their ultimate goal. They're, they're animals. They're trying to kill whatever they're attacking, and uh, and that that's what this dog's mentality was. So when you think about it, how quick an attack can happen, whether it, if it's from someone on two legs or it's from another <coughs> dog, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. And I explained to the lady. I said, you know, I was I, I really was never nervous. It was. You know, you get acclimated to that kind of stuff, and it it wasn't nervous, but there was anxiety. There was stress. I could feel it. You know, you know, if I, you
2: were fat and out of shape, you could have died too. You never know. You could have had right? a heart attack and heart attack. died on your on your on your driveway. Or oh, just leg. tripped and fallen, and yeah. the dogs yeah. gone after you. That's, that's true too. Yeah. It could have hit your head. Or if right. I had
3: a different type of dog, like I have an alpha type dog, also, right? right. he's going right. to protect me. That's why he's yeah. there. Yeah, what if you had job. a Pekingese? If I had something else, and I was trying to strike the dog to get him off, guess what? That dog would have had me. Oh, that yeah. dog would have bit me. You yeah. Know? yeah, And and at that point, I obviously I would have had to use my firearm. I would have had no choice, but you know and I explained to the lady she said this has never happened then we we took him to be deprogrammed and I said once is all it takes you yeah. know you know uh, that that's kinda instilled in him now yeah. I said "And there's so many people that walk their dogs past my house there's uh, one of my neighbors this very nice Filipino lady she walks a little pug every day we stop we talk he would have ate that he, pug exactly now you're talking about either a smaller dog getting killed which is horrible in itself right uh, and the owner having to witness that, or the owner getting, getting more trying, possibly trying the to death. save sure. their own dog, you sure. know. And uh, it, it was just a crazy, crazy situation. So it ended up I had to take my dog to the vet, and the people were very nice. They, they paid the vet bill and everything. And he wasn't very severely injured, but he had lacerations. You know, his nails were all banged up. He had broken a blood vessel in his eye. He had some bites to his mouth and chest. But He's a
2: scrapper now.
3: But he's a scrapper. Yeah, he's uh, he definitely. I'll tell you what. And I told my wife. My and my wife said to me, "Who's former law enforcement too?" She said, "Thank God it was you walking him, because I don't know what I would have done." You know. Yeah.
2: And you, your 19-year-old son Jake works here. He's the nicest kid in the world. Yeah. He could have been walking with headphones on, right? Because yeah. he's a young kid. Right. He would not have known until. The, the leash was being pulled yeah. from him, yeah. and then what does he do? He, he doesn't have the experience right. you have. Right. He doesn't have a firearm, right. a, whether you have a knife or anything. So when Bob shared this story with Jimmy, and then Jimmy grabbed me and he shared it with me, I'm like, we have to talk about this. Now, I I walk Rex. Rex is a Tibetan terrier and a sheepdog. He's 29 pounds. You know, he's a skinny little thing. He's no fighter, Right. you right, know. Right, right. Uh, yeah. a, right. I, a pit bull would tear him in half. A Rottweiler
3: would tear him in half. Yeah. So did the cops come? Yeah. The, uh, my my hometown PD showed up really good. They, I mean, they're there after the fact. They took the report. You know, I told them who I was and everything, and uh, uh, they, they were good. They examined both dogs. But, it, you know, he said, hey, can you bring your dog out so I can look at him? At that point, my dog's agitated, so now he's on a leash, and he's real good and social off the leash, but now he just got attacked, and he was on a leash. But sure. He, he didn't want any part of anybody looking at him yeah. at that point, you know. Uh, So, and, and then they, they just write the report, and then they they ship it over to animal control, because then it's out of their hands, really.
2: what is this woman going to do to prevent this from happening again? Well, that's a good question,
3: because I had said to her, you know, and and again, she came up, her, her fiancé, they came up. They were actually in tears. I actually felt bad for them. Uh, And I was like, listen, here's the thing, because this is now the neighbors on both sides of me were both saying the same thing. Well, (laughs) what is she going to do so this dog never gets out again? And all we really could go on is her word, right? You know, um nobody was seriously injured or no nothing was like my dog wasn't killed or seriously injured so animal controls hands are basically tied but from what i gather if it happens a second time then then they'd have to take action i know they they got a summons for having a dog the dog being off the leash but what can you do right so now i walk down the street and my head's on this crazy swivel and even my dog you could see him he's waiting for it Yeah. it, yeah so i told my wife i said you know. Since the stun gun and taser thing was lifted here in Jersey, I went and bought a taser pulse. Which well, is you teach it here. You might, I might as well carry here. one. So I, yeah, right. I, I have one. And I really wish I would have had it on me that day, because that might have been a pretty effective thing to have, you know. Uh, it, You know, years ago I bought, they call it a, a black thorn walking stick from that company Cold Steel. And Cold I Steel to, makes some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah and, and and it's... It's made of, like, this composite. And, I mean, I've smashed wooden pallets with it before. The thing is, it's built to take a beating, you know. And it's like a walking stick. Yes. And, I, you know, I said, when I first used to start walking my dog, I always took that with me. I would just stick it under my arm and go walking with him. And I got lazy, right? We get complacent in life, right? We don't think about anything. Nah, nothing's going to happen. I don't need to take this with me. And I stopped bringing it with me. Well, if I would have had that. That day that would have changed a couple
2: it of smacks in a couple the head of
3: smacks with that might have changed the course of things you know uh and listen not that you want to go out and injure anything but when you get to that point where something's going to get hurt or you're going to get hurt you have to protect yourself you imagine so. an elderly woman what right. do you think that pit weighed Uh he was probably 70
2: 80 pounds he it, with that momentum he would not if, if he grabbed oh. the other dog he would have pulled her right to the ground oh, sure. and then if you get a dog like that jump on top of an older person it's game over Yeah. 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 Or a young kid. Oh, How young many people kid, right. tell their, their kids, you know, they want right. their kid? 12-year-old kid, go out and walk the dog. Or they'll say they want to go walk the dog because they want to talk to their girlfriend right. on the phone. You know, there's just so many reasons. And Or a who, little child playing in, the, in a neighbor's yard. Yeah. So that dog might have attacked the kid. You, yeah, never, you know. never know. You don't know no.
3: what triggered it, right? You have yeah. no idea. Because this lady had told me, hey, I've had the dog for five years and I've never seen anything. I was walking. well, no, well something triggered he, him. It was bred to it, kill. It, something, yeah. Something's there. Right. You know, so that's a problem. And, and you're right, God forbid, you know, and my, my neighbor next door who's a female, she has a white German shepherd, uh, she said the same thing. She said, oh, my God, what would I do? You know, and uh, I said, yeah, well, he, here, here's my thing. You better be prepared to do something, right? None of us expect a violent encounter to occur, right? We, we go out of the house every day. We go about our business. Very simple act of just walking a dog. You don't expect anything like that to happen. Unfortunately, it may so you better prepare yourself mentally for it. Now, what what do I mean by that? So none of us want to go out and get bit. We don't want to get punched. We don't want to get beat up. We don't want to get stabbed. We don't want to get shot. Here's my thing: if you don't do anything, there's no guarantee that that's not going to happen anyway. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So you better have a plan to do something. Whether whether you're carrying, you know, people say, well, what about OC spray for a dog? I've had occasion when I was working to shoot dogs with OC spray to try to get them, you know, to back off, and it had zero effect. So it it may not, it may work, it may not work, you know, you never know. Uh, But you have to have something in place. I mean, if you are walking your dog, listen, you know, carry something with you. A
2: five-cell aluminum maglite. 5D oh, wow. cell yeah. aluminum mag light yeah. with the LED bulb in it.
3: Right. I, I really think that some type, tasers are great. Uh, and as soon as the cartridge is out of the taser, you can use it as the stun gun and, and at least cause a pain effect if you were to do a drive stun uh-huh, on a uh-huh. dog. It would, at least it might give you time to right. be able to retreat, you know. But you need to have some kind of plan in place to, to do something for it.
2: We're going to analyze this in safety when we come back a little more.
0: We the people We got the kind of power That only comes from Taking back what's I, I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four. 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless-looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you, in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe. Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage.
2: Are we back? We're back. We're so back. I want to. I want to. What? Just go. I want to. I want to continue uh, talking about this. So, so Bob talked about carrying uh, like a cane. Uh, see, even a knife wouldn't be a bad thing, but you got to get up close and personal. and You got to be careful. When two dogs are rolling and spinning, you might, you know. Go to stab that bad dog and end up stabbing your own dog, stabbing yourself. Yeah. You know, getting cut. Right. So if you don't have the training, think about it. I, I for some reason a, a blunt object seems a little better for the average person because you can swing it and get some right. momentum mm-hmm. and some energy, yeah. and you some can back away. Something with a little length. Yes, you Have that yeah.
3: standoff distance, right? That you don't have to get up up and close. So where you are getting bit, you know. People's first reaction is probably to bend over if the dog's small or pick the dog up. Right. Well, guess what? You're gonna, get, You're gonna more. get bit. You're gonna get bit. Yeah. yeah. You know. So uh, even by your own dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't know where 100%. it's coming from. Yeah. If anyone, and, and and I know there's tons of people out there who have seen it. When you ever see a dog get into the zone they get in. Yeah. Like this dog, when I tell you, football kick, I would have scored a field goal. That's how hard I I hit that dog a shot. Uh, nothing like it was nothing it was like just hitting uh like a heavy bag you know didn't yeah, even yeah. didn't care you know yeah. because they're so wrapped up in that moment right. and all they know about is they're trying to attack something and uh you're and not you, you you're not three kicks like that yeah good ones and uh it, it it got his attention towards me but it no way was that Jeez. stopping him you know what i mean <laughs> He's uh,
2: like, piss me off.
3: Yeah, exactly. It, it was almost like, you know, when you have that bad dream yeah. and you go to <laughs> you go to do something and it doesn't have the effect. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. what <laughs> do It's like a cartoon. Here what we are? go. You know, it's on uh, now.
2: Uh, yeah. too, too funny.
3: Crazy, crazy, crazy situation. You know, I've talked to people in the past, too, and they say, oh, if I get attacked by a dog, I would be able to get the dog off me. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell uh, you, right, you dude. ain't never getting that dog. The minute. Even if you do break away, and I know that working with my dog on the bite sleeve, the minute you do break away, he re-engages in an instant and yeah. he's on you. Yeah. You will never ever be yeah. fast enough to no, get away. Never. They were on nope. you and they stay on you. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, they stay. That's what they're. I mean, that's what they do. Yep. Instinctively, they do. You know, the training, especially when you're doing bite work with the dog, it, you, all you're doing is enhancing the natural. You're capitalizing on sure. the natural behavior. They're of a pack the dog. animal. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. You know,
2: they, and listen, we talk about the nuisance, right? See, Bob got lazy, stopped carrying the, right, you know, right, the the, right, the, the right. club. Here's the deal: we know you got to have a leash, you got to check your phone, mm-hmm. and then you got to pick the poop up, and you got to carry the poop. So now you need a third hand to hold a flashlight or something. We all get it, we all understand it, you know, but. Uh, Unfortunately, these are things you need to prepare for. Yeah. Listen, up by me, where I live in Four Seasons Great Notch, we get email warnings all the time of coyotes. Coyotes, yeah. They're so, like, watch out for your small yep. and medium sized dogs. A coyote you, will just pick will them attack up and your run. Dog, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And they'll attack you. Know? Oh, sure. Yeah. So you, you, we have to talk about this. So you and your loved ones, you have to pass it on. If you're walking your dog, no headphones. You have to be in condition condition yellow. You know, it, it's good because the dog dogs are always in condition yellow too. Now, did your dog hear the other dog coming or at that moment
3: or not? You no? know what? He I, I'm pretty sure he did and I'll tell you why. Every time I walk him, I know when something's around. We have Bear up by us. I'll know when there's a bear around because you'll see him. He starts sniffing in the air. His ears are up. He gets a line of fur that kind of stands up from his <laughs> neck all the way to the back of his head. And right away, I'm like, oh, man, there's something around. So we kind of hurry up and do what we got to do and get back to the house. You'll you'll know. They'll, they'll give you indicators. But then again, I was just so complacent. And this is what we do every single day. Mm-hmm. We've done it a million times, yep. you know. Uh and I really wasn't paying attention and that's sure right I teach this stuff every day and here I was I wasn't paying attention and that's what I get for it I'm guilty
2: uh, of checking the phone while I'm walking racks. sure I used to do what Winston I used to work for an hour while we were taking a walk yeah. I didn't know shit I'd well, look he, up and go oh, would, we're he, he, an yeah. <laughs> oh we're on home street
1: would take an hour yeah oh we're on home street you know, like, I didn't even know where the hell we were.
3: Well, how many people you see walking in the mall right there? heads are down. They're looking on the phone. Next thing you know, they fall into the fountain. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I love you know, that shit. Right? You know, walking walk into a pole.
2: I saw a girl walk into the a plate glass window at yeah. Movado store in Short Hills Mall. Like a and then she tried to make it look like it uh, didn't happen, it. but I made sure she saw me. <laughs> I was like, I saw you do that. You know, she thought maybe nobody saw it. I was like, no, I'm right here. Yeah. She walked, boom, right into it. I w- wait for it, wait yeah. for it. But so... Because I know, like, like Rex is—he's this hyper little thing. I was walking him early this morning, and you know, when he hears a noise, he jumps to the left. Yeah. And I'm always trying to watch his actions. And it's—it's—that's early in the morning. I'm not on the phone or any. I haven't even have a half coffee yet. But everybody has to be vigilant. So what? What? What else would you, What are you? Gonna, what are you doing different now? Now, what about your family? You're not letting your son or your daughter walk the dog? No, are you? They,
3: they don't. They don't walk him. My wife, because My wife's my wife. She's. Not afraid of too much either. So she, she'll still walk him down the street, but we're, we're always watching now. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, the people said, well, we guarantee he'll never get out again. And uh, yeah, guarantee. There is no yeah. guarantee. Right. We know that, right? People are human beings. They're going to forget. They're going to make a mistake. And I guarantee it his dog's going to end up outside again. Do you um, ever see them walk him? No, they have them a lot of times on the lead in the yard. Oh, but,
1: so that uh, makes him even more aggressive?
3: Yeah, I, you don't you don't I never see the dog walk He's usually in the house. I uh, think they kind of so, so I don't, don't
2: know how social he is, is, you know, uh, cuz I'd be afraid if I saw her or him walking. Him. Yeah,
1: to especially
2: because if they're not paying attention right. it's easy to lose a dog off the leash, you know. Right. If you oh, if yeah. you relax for a second and the dog without warning pulls away, you know, a woman knock her right down and drag her like oh, a sled and then absolutely. get loose sure. and yeah. and then what are you going to do? So there's just there's, there's so many dynamics here yeah, that it, could happen.
3: Yeah, she had even said to me she said I cannot believe, she said I went from having a dog that I trusted completely To now, I don't trust this dog anymore. She said, I've never seen a dog try to get into someone's home. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, run his head right right into the door. Right. He was so hell bent on. Attacking yeah. my dog. Yeah, you know it was, it was it was really really crazy situation now I've been involved in a lot of crazy situations, but I'll tell you what that's right up there for me. You know? <laughs> uh, I was like, Wow, this is something I thought I was done with all this stuff You know yeah, well,
1: it because it came home.
3: Yeah, right there at my basically at my front door. Right yeah, right there yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know what trying. everything happens for a reason so your dog
2: survived Thank God you you didn't get any any holes in you or anything But you get to share this story and maybe it'll wake other people up who are you know I like you said you've done it a million times you go on the same war walk the same routine, and right. then all of a sudden, right. this new dog in the neighborhood, or the stray dog, or a dog jumps a fence, you just never know. And as aware as you are, Bob, you could have been walking down the street, and a dog could have run right out of an open garage in a driveway right. that had never had access Absolutely. before, yep. and be on top of you before you realize. You know, all of a sudden, you see
3: something out of the corner of your left eye, right, and they're on top of each other. Right. There's
2: no preparation there.
3: Right. Well, that's why I was saying, you know, this driveway is at least 50 yards long. Right, And by the time I realized it, and we call it the OODA loop, right? I processed all that information. That dog was honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're running that sequence, right? Yeah. Imagine Uh, if it was a 12-foot driveway. Observe, orient, decide, act. By the time I ran that sequence, (laughs) that dog was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So here's my point to people also. We're all gun people, right? In my case, I could... Honestly, say that the firearm wasn't the end-all, be-all that day, right? I could, right. you couldn't use it in good conscience. Yeah, get a good shot on that right. animal because things were so fluid and moving so quickly that it just wasn't going to happen. You know, without me, without the fear of me injuring someone else. Right. You know, so.
1: Yeah, you you don't you don't have a clear backstop. You don't. Have, but again, you're trained to do that. My, my fear is a person who. You know, they just, they bought a gun and they got a carry permit, and th- that was their training. They qualified three shots into the target, and yeah. and now that happens. Now what happens?
3: Oh so Now you got rounds passing through houses, yeah. you know, cars. Ricocheting off of, off of rocks. If he shot the dog... He would have been cleared,
2: but it would have opened a whole another facet oh, of God, the situation. Yeah. Oh. With oh. the police oh, reports being yeah. made, oh. gun fired right. within city limits, even though he's a retired right. cop, it would have been enough. You know, it's funny. Here's the deal. If that dog had attacked your dog and killed your dog it would have been on page 72 of the newspaper. If you had shot the aggressive dog, Front it would have been on page, oh, page one. Oh, retired right. cop with <clears throat> fo- carry permit.
1: Wouldn't it, no, wouldn't yeah. even say that. Just man shoots dog. Correct.
3: And here's the thing also. Don't think. I didn't think about that. Yeah, right. right. How so sad is that? How sad is that? Right? Yeah. So, and it's funny. I said it to my wife a few hours after the whole thing occurred. I said, you know, I actually had to think about if I do end up, and I was close, it was getting there. If I do have to put this animal down using my firearm, what are going to be the repercussions? Right. It's almost like nowadays you have to get damn near killed before you could defend Correct. yourself. Right? So, and hesitation, we all know kills. So right. there right. I am. I, I, listen, I'm trained. I, I'm, You can attest to it. I'm in here. 3 four times a week right I'm five. Really done for, at uh, least right. five <laughs> uh, training shooting <laughs> four, his wife knows right that. Acc- yeah. acclimating myself to stress and and i'm thinking about wow right. I'm, I'm hesitating because yeah. i'm i'm afraid of what will come of it how know? sad
2: that we live in a state right where that you have to second guess defending yourself yes. or your loved ones or yeah. your dog yeah. of what the repercussions are going to be? How sad is that? That your life is threatened. That dog could, uh, again, if it was God forbid, if it was your daughter or son, it, it, it could have knocked them over and started biting his face. Yeah, yeah. And you know, well, any kind of dog. Well, I don't care what kind of dog it is. Any kind of dog mauling your face and biting your hands. We've all seen pictures. You've seen it live. Yeah. Uh, we've all seen pictures of what that looks like, and it's not pretty. And,
1: and, and a again dog. It's it does that. Seconds. Mean, and, you know, it yeah. just goes immediately. Even a shepherd is trained to go high, right? Throat, yes. Throat. throat? They're,
3: they're smaller dogs. They come up from underneath. They go throat, face, mouth yeah. right away. That's what they grab yeah. onto. And that's what happened in his case. He had grabbed my dog actually by the lower jaw. Ugh. And, you know, they were, they were really going at it for a while. Pretty scary stuff. Your dog was smart to go in-house. Yeah, he, he finally disengaged. When, as soon as the door opened, I guess he said, enough of this. <laughs> yeah. Out of here. Sorry Bye, Dad. Dad. <laughs> you know, he, he still is a big baby. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, and I guess when the door And you didn't train him to fight. No, 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 absolutely not. You trained to protect you and yeah, your family, yeah, yeah. but you didn't train what, him to fight. And I'll tell you what, Ant, which he did. He protected he, me the yeah. whole time. So I, I have to say it's credit to him that I didn't get any holes in me that day, so...
2: Amazing, but it's a, it's horrible that we live in this yeah. state, that right. we're law-abiding criminals. And him, as a retired cop, is thinking about, yeah. if I discharge about the this firearm, and the, and the, and uh, the press. my homeowner's yeah. insurance, right. the oh, media, yeah, right. the oh, press. Yeah, right. And again, when everybody reads the article, it basically... it. It surmises that Bob was walking down the street, and this pit bull came out of the driveway, and he shot the dog in yeah. the head. As soon yeah. as he saw it was a pit bull, yes. Yeah, right. So it was a pit. Just, he just exactly. shot him in the there head. You know, no, nothing about the story that this is his hundredth dog, and he's right. a dog lover, right. and all, right. and he owns two dogs. You know, and I've owned pits about. myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So. Right. yeah there's nothing, nothing in there. So, and then of course it's because of the evil gun. Right. That's right. how it would be spun and right. turned around. Well,
1: and the same people who are out there saying, why didn't the police officer shoot him in the leg instead of... Yeah, okay. They're mm-hmm. going to say the same thing. The you couldn't have just wounded the dog? You had... Exactly.
3: Yeah. okay yeah. Oh, they would say it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%.
2: So, so think about some of your options, uh, whether it's a stun gun, taser, uh, whether it's uh, uh, carrying a club, carrying a big mag light. If you're smaller, you can get that 5C battery mag light. Which isn't a bad flashlight oh, yeah. to carry. You can yeah, stick it right. under your arm. You can stick it in your belt if you want while you're bending over to pick up the poop. Or you could stand the flashlight up like a pedestal when you bend down and bag the, the dog poop or whatever. And then put it back under your arm. Put it under your arm with the light facing forward under your weak arm so that if you have to engage, you can grab it with your strong hand and come across. And you're holding it by the bow band. And let me tell you something. Those aluminum flashlights, you can get them on Amazon, Walmart, you know, Home Depot has. Lows. Uh, They have the D cell and the C cell. Get Get the long one. Get the one that takes the five batteries. I'm telling you, if Bob had that, and he, you know, but but then again, Bob, you kicked that pit yeah. three times. Yeah. You, you feel gold, Tim? Then he still didn't do it. But I think a couple of well placed strikes in the head might have.
3: Hey, listen, it couldn't. It, it can't hurt. It's better than just better bare than hand it. Thing, Yeah.
1: Right. Better than nothing. some
3: kind of some kind of like I said, longer cane. Yeah. Does cold steel yes. still make that? Yeah. They yes. they still make it, a bunch of them. You know, yeah. something that cold steel has a great catalog. You know, something that. Obviously, it, it it doesn't threaten anybody in the public. When you're walking down the street, it's a cane, it's a walking yeah, stick. Yeah. But it is some kind of at least a standoff and and a, a blunt object that you can at least try to get the dogs to disengage. You know, I'm not. I wouldn't tell you to sit there and beat the dog to death. But if you can get them to break apart and the threat stops, okay, so be it. You know, uh, something's better than nothing. Because
2: so if you were carrying the dory Henry gave me, you'd have been all right. <laughs> oh,
3: we would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I knew somebody well, who uh, had a uh, a cane that had a sword in it one time. Oh uh, yeah, who I know. Probably it doesn't too. have that. No, anymore. that would be illegal in New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, that would be yeah. illegal. So but yeah. I
2: have I have almost every one of those cold steel uh, walking sticks. Oh, you that, do? That, Oh yeah, because they're not expensive. He's there's some poly polycarbonate, They're like twenty five dollars. Yeah, thirty dollars. Really? They're,
3: they're inexpensive and they're they're actually pretty good. The one I have looks like. Uh, like a shillelagh, I guess, you know, oh, the old nice. style It's got
2: a big, like, stick. almost like a uh, a knee knuckle or a hip knuckle yeah, on, yeah, the top, yeah, like on the top, like smooth, to give it some weight and some speed, you know. So you can know? hold
1: your hand comfortably on it. Yes. yes. He,
2: they also make that African, what's it, the Sam jock or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. that has a whipping effect to it, too. Uh-oh. That probably would have woke his ass up. What's yeah. the dog's name that got t- that attacked you guys? Do you know? Uh, I don't. Oh, okay. i, I was just curious. Dog. Mean dog. Scary. (laughs) I gotta go. Cold steel, by the way, thousand bucks. Cold steel. We gotta. uh, When Bob comes back, we're gonna talk about personal protection expo. NRA. For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge.
0: All right, I'm going
2: to do some housekeeping first. The uh, GoFundMe page for uh, Cheeseman is back up. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash and Jay. Don't forget Crazy Bob Ramo at Shooters Gauntlet. Uh, uh, ShootersGauntlet.com. Bob uh, Prouse here just finished the class there. We're going to hit on that in a Did couple of minutes. Did you see his minutes. helicopter?
3: Uh, he actually, d- it's not there yet. Oh, uh, it's being okay. delivered. It's being delivered. He's <laughs> All right, crazy. We'll wait
2: till he gets it. He's crazier than me. Uh, I want everybody to know, ANGRPC just uh, just joins another friend of the court brief. We already joined the New York State Rifle and Pistol uh, case, and now we just joined the California Magban case, which is Duncan versus Becerra, the AG of California. Their case is two steps ahead of us. And our case is, is still in New Jersey. We're trying to get it to the Third Circuit again so they can reject it, so we can appeal to the Supreme Court. So I just want you to know that the NRA, and ANGRPC are, are doing things here. I've talked about this before, but right now the Supreme Court is holding three carry cases. There's three more carry cases working their way up to the Supreme Court. Cheeseman and Gillard is the next one in line, by the way, nice. the Cheeseman case. There'll be six cases, and we talked about this. We were the buzz of, uh, of the uh, NRA uh, board meetings with all the lawyers because the Rogers case is ahead of everybody. What they think the Supreme Court is holding all these cases for is because since Heller and McDonald, the lower courts have not been applying strict scrutiny to their decisions on whether you can carry outside the home or not. And uh, what Dan Schmutter and Chris and all the other top eagles at NRA think is the Supreme Court is going to rule on the New York State rifle and pistol case about being able to take your guns out of your house, et cetera, et cetera which is going to address some of the Heller and McDonald flaws. Mm-hmm. And if it does, then they're going to take these six cases, five of which are NRA-backed, Cheeseman's not, that's why we have a GoFundMe page, they're going to send these back to all the respective lowest, lower courts and say, re-rule on this using strict scrutiny. L- using the guidelines that we just set, you can't play games anymore. There's no more gray area. You have to rule on the black and the white that we supplied you. Because the Supreme Court keeps getting all of these cases because there is so much imbalance in the lower courts. Mm-hmm. Different courts are coming up with different things, and we can't have an imbalance throughout the country. You can't have different constitutional rights in different federal districts. So hopefully, this is what's going to happen. This is what it looks like it's going to happen. I may have heard an insider tip. That's that exactly what's going to happen, but I can't confirm or deny that. So continue to support the NRA and your state associations, California Rifle and Pistol, New York State Rifle and Pistol, New Jersey, uh, ANGRPC, Massachusetts, every one of these battleground states. It starts at the state level with funding from guys like us in this room, and then it goes up to the federal level that continues on with funding from the NRA, etc., etc., etc. So, what else do I want to talk about before? Oh, I'm speaking at the Gallo event. Um, Tony Gallo, it's gallo4sheriff.com. Number four, I will be at the Citizens' First Rally. It's October 19th from 3 p.m. till 6 p.m. in Avenel. And if you go on his website, gallo4sheriff.com, Number four, I would appreciate it if you come down and show your support. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to talk a lot about it. Uh, remember Cal, Calstrom? Yeah, his, his case is going through. He's waiting three years now. He's a decorated Marine and he's trying to get a uh, carry permit to work for a bona fide security company. And the judge knocked it down and it went to the New Jersey Supreme Court and they knocked it back down. So he's fighting this. It's a technicality thing with Knappen because he didn't get a hearing. The judge just knocked it down based on the chief police chief's input. So Napin is pursuing this because they're going to try to set precedent that says when a chief says okay, if a judge says no, the judge has to give you your day in court to deny you. The judge just—you're not getting a carry permit. Decorated Marine, 60 years old, yeah, right. a bona fide security <laughs> company, letter of need, no record, and the whole bit.
3: <laughs> With no reason. Just With no reason, no reason,
2: mom. Because we just Somerset County—we don't want you to have guns. It's yeah. Tough shit. So Cal has a GoFundMe page, and his GoFundMe page is denial of 2A rights for work in New Jersey. Denial for 2A rights, or just look up Cal Calstrom. GoFundMe. He's a really, really good guy. Again, a Marine. He served this country. He's a Marine for like 25 years, so you'd probably be reporting to him, Bob, if you were both still in right now, Mm -hmm. just just so you know. Uh, (laughs) uh, A couple other things. Doug Steinhardt is having an event up here, and he asked me to just give a plug for two people. Uh, We have uh, Burlington County Gene Stanfield, Burlington County Sheriff, retired, and we have Ryan Peters, a Navy SEAL, who's still in the reserves now, uh, they're both running for office, and they're being attacked. Gene and Ryan are being attacked by Democrats. Be- they're being attacked that they're pro-gun violence because they're pro-gun. <laughs> pro-gun yeah, violence? They're using a new term, pro-gun pro gun. violence. So, <laughs> So check out uh, these two people that we're plugging for, Gene Stanfield. And uh, Ryan Peters and, of course, Edward Durr were also backing those three and uh, Tony Gallo from Middlesex County Sheriff. We need more people to sue this uh, shitstick of an attorney general and Governor Dushnot is really pissing me off, or whatever the hell his name is. Oh, he's, he's um, done this. Yeah, the race okay. towards socialism um, yeah. is going rapidly, and he's really starting to piss me off. Again, he went to India. He said he brought back 200 jobs or something. It was a free junket. Anyway, <laughs> 200, I, yeah, 200 <laughs> jobs. Yeah, how about cutting taxes and make it easier for yeah. businesses to open in New Jersey? Right. You get 200,000 jobs. <laughs> right, exactly. But I don't care anymore. He's pissing me off. So, Bobby, you and Jimmy went to what city? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. They were in Fort Worth, Texas. I couldn't make it. Every year, the past couple of years now, NRA has this uh, personal protection expo, and we talked about it previous, and uh, Jimmy and Bob, they set up this entire class to be taught classroom only, right? Mm-hmm. and the powerpoint presentation and the nra advertiser at the personal protection expo and when i went to the board meetings the week after i must have been approached by 30 people who had nothing but accolades to say about my team which is what's a wonderful feeling by the way uh when they don't come up to you and say you know your guy never showed up or he was late I didn't, <laughs> you know it's nice that that you don't hear any of that so mm-hmm. i will i will tell you right now that uh I could not believe the feedback I got from everybody, from general operations, board members, staff, etc., etc., et cetera, and people who took your class, your your uh, seminar. So tell us what happened and what went on and what you guys taught.
3: It, it, what a great experience. Uh, we went down there at Fort Worth Personal Protection Expo. Uh, we taught a low light, no light seminar and a top 10 drills for the concealed carrier. Um, we got there, walked in a room very intimidating, right at least two <laughs> two hundred people could sit in this room, and I'm looking at all these chairs, and I'm like, "Oh man, you know, public speaking <laughs> one of the biggest fears, right? right? well, I have it, so i'm like this is this is gonna be an experience, right, So we get like four guys come in and they're sitting in the second row, and we were talking with them about all kinds of stuff before the seminar started. And I look at Jimmy, I say, whew, okay, it doesn't look like we're going to get 200 people in here. We could start out slow, you know. (laughs) The first day. We had six seminars to do, and this was the first of the six. So uh, before I know it, here comes another three, another four, (laughs) another ten, another 20. (laughs) I turn around, I look, every chair is full. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go, here we go, you know. But uh, I, I will tell you this. They ended up being some of the nicest people I've ever met. Gun people are the best people. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, we had such a good time. We, we taught two <coughs> classes a day, uh, an hour apiece. All of them were either completely filled or just about filled. Um, it, it was a great feeling to have people come in and say, this is the best course I've been to down here at the NRA uh we love your guy stuff can we get copies of, of of the powerpoint and dvd and we were like yeah sure i mean i was taking pictures with people in the hallway oh, you know it was just just, just a great rock great, star status great great feeling and, and not because of that just because the people were so open to the yeah. material right uh and and you know our classes went off really really well the feedback was fantastic the critique sheets were fantastic uh, and just a, a great, great time, and looking forward to that hopefully we can do it again, so people were coming up to it, but you know just as well as
2: I do when you teach, you learn. Because people oh, yeah. ask you questions, you're like, "Hmm, I should have addressed that, or I didn't think about right. that." Right. So you had people from all over the country sitting in there, and all of your seminars were were packed, from what I heard. And a lot of a uh, a lot of NRA staff sat in and listened to you guys and your presentation. It's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, really good. And, Super good. And and Bob teaches. He's one of the primary teachers of uh, all of our uh, advanced classes. Obviously, he has Tony Bones with him, and he has a bunch of other. Uh, instructors but he's pretty much our primary focus here we got him uh, he he'll just, he would work for free probably if we just gave him range time and threw him a couple <laughs> of cases of ammo once in a while oh, that's but, a deal. See? In. <laughs> see what I mean and he also does the long range shoot so tell us tell us uh, about the long range shoots you've been doing at Shooters Gauntly you just had sh- uh, a long range shoot 1.5 Yeah, 13 people show up so uh, tell us about shooting at 1500 yards that scares me
3: yeah we were up there uh, this past weekend, uh, the 21st, 22nd, a uh, fantastic weekend to be up there. I mean, it was gorgeous out. Beautiful, beautiful, about 80-some degree weather. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. And we get out there. We get out there early in the morning, like I said, uh, mm. up on that mountain, which is just a beautiful place to be. I mean, it's beautiful country. Everybody gets set up, and we start rocking and rolling. And You, you, you know, it's funny. You watch 13, well, 12 guys and one, one lady uh get out there and and start dialing their rifles in and they start ringing that steel you know 200 300 600 800 1072 and you know you see the big smiles get on their face yeah and then around 12 o'clock we pack up and move it back uh move it to the to the next station And then you start getting out to, like, 1,500. Mm. And the wind started playing a little havoc on us, right? It was hot, and it was gusting, and you could see the mirage. And uh, guys were having to work to get some of the shots. But uh, everybody was able to get dialed in and get good hits out to 1,500. Uh, It's very rewarding to see students enjoy themselves that much. And, you know, it's great when they come up to the outdoor and say, wow, I, I didn't realize how so much is involved with this. And there is, you know. They come out of the classroom on Saturday. We do the in house here on Saturday before we drive out the PA and they're like, Oh my god, my head's swimming, it's overload, and I'm like, Just <laughs> relax, just yeah. relax. It's all gonna come together when we get you yeah, out on the gun. You're gonna start you're gonna start seeing, you know, exactly what we're talking about. And sure enough they always do. This long range class, the fifteen hundred yard class, by far
2: we get the most feedback. After the class. Thirteen people, we got three emails already. Wow. We'll probably get two more before yeah. the end of the week. Uh, nine people, we get three emails at least. You know, we'll, we'll do a First Steps Pistol with six people, and we'll get one, you know, um, email from somebody. But the, the 1,500, it's like the way Jimmy set it up. Bobby helping us up on the line. We can't believe how organized it was. We learned so much. And he's right. They do theory first on Saturday. Then they drive up. They have dinner Saturday night, like family dinner. And then Sunday morning, this crazy bastard's the first one up because he always <laughs>
3: post the picture. He's yeah. the first one up. He's In like me. Yeah, always yeah. the first. Do you drink coffee? I do. Yeah, so so I the go first. and I get a yeah. cup of coffee. And it's, it's, it's really so nice out there, yeah. the... the the atmosphere is so nice. Outside, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's beautiful. I watch the sun come up, and you watch it come up over these mountains that you know we're going to be up on that mountain right. in the next hour, and I just sit out there. It's very relaxing. That's my time. You yeah, know, I get up. So good.
2: so he he runs it with Jimmy every time, and uh, they just they just love it, and uh, I think it's so cool, you know, that uh, we have this to offer somebody. So I told in a previous. Um, radio show, Bob Ramo, the owner of Shooter's Gauntlet, challenged me to shoot 1,500 yards, so I can't make it, so I'm sending Bobby Hart from uh, Hart Rifles to go up instead. And Bobby posted, uh, Ramo posted, bring it on. I'm ready for that. I want to see him shoot against Bobby Hart. I think that should be fun, Bob Ramo against Bob Hart.
3: Bobby Ramo's a good guy. He, yeah, he, uh, I love him. I love he him. He wants to get us up there and have like a friendly competition and a yeah. barbecue. And I was like, yeah, sure, man. That'd be great. Barbecue? Yeah, yeah, barbecue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'll Who's do it not, too. Right? But you I'm know? not shooting 1,500 yards. I'm
2: having Bobby Hart shoot for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, he usually meets us for dinner the night before. He's I mean, a great guy. Him he, and his wife, Patty, are good yeah, people. Yeah, she was there. She was there this pass time around. I see them in
2: Vegas every year for the shots. Really show. nice. Good people. Yep. So you got to check out Shooter's Gauntlet. Um, remember, I'll be at the uh, Gallo for sheriff dot uh, com citizens' first rally a couple of things uh right now, because of all the hysteria that's going on um, in d c uh, even though the uh, the assembly met about the house met about uh, assault weapons ban or whatever they're talking, not much is moving right now because the more they attack Trump, the less in action. All we can hope for is maybe to get some Republicans in the House and maybe a few more real Republican senators next year and maybe we can get some positive things changed. All my backing, all my heart is back with the US Supreme Court right now. Yeah. So I really our government is it's in it's in action. Everything is in action. It's just hysteria and grandstanding to their crazy bases like Governor Freestuff does. Right. Right? right, right exactly. So nothing is actually getting done. Uh, so the Saw Group is going to be here October 28th. Check it out, Second Amendment Women, uh, Second Amendment Women dot com. Bob, what classes do you have coming up? Aren't you working on a class with a gun that goes like this? Yeah,
3: we've got a revolver class coming. Uh, a gun that goes like yeah. this. It's, <laughs> it's on its way. Be patient. We're just tweaking it, fine tuning it, but we're looking to launch that really soon. Gonna have a revolver class. We have urban
2: pistol one and two and three, urban rifle carbine one two and three, urban shotgun one and two and three. They teach. Low light, no light class here. We have handcuff, baton, mace, taser training, and protective pen and knife. Did I cover everything? Pretty much. Just about. I got Soon most protective
1: of it. Uh, cane
2: against <laughs> dogs. Yeah, we have protective cane class. We, you know, they also make a, 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 an unbreakable umbrella. I bought one. Oh, Carl really? tenzia referred uh-huh. me. It was a hundred bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, that would work too because you could stab that dog. It's a carbon fiber shaft, Holy and crap. the edge is pretty pointy on it. And you can use that for fighting. You can hook, maybe you can even hook the dog in the neck yeah, and pull, pull him, him back. No, I never never really, unless it's a, a pit with a thirty-two inch neck.
1: Exit stage left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> then you run.
2: <laughs> but you could probably stab the dog. see, but that's a violent act that a lot of people can't do easily. Right. Stabbing yeah. into yeah. something. Yeah, it's right. much right. easier to strike something than <laughs> yes. stab into something. I not everybody. You. you could be on death's door and not have the seeds to do that. That's right. People have frozen. Bob, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the Give gunfire your dog family. For give, your dogs give, a hug. give your dogs a hug, and I'm um, thank God your son Jake is working here for us too. I love him. We're well, out. Well,
1: looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly right. good hour going to Gunfire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a kind of Media production. The music using this broadcast is fact. Cosmo Music, New York, New York. We love you guys. See you next week.